This week on the YSOI podcast, we're going to talk about how higher education in Germany works. And why they don't have to pay tuition. Before we begin, though, let's play the game Guess My Number. Guess My Number. Here's how it works. Marian, our guest today, is going to give me a few hints and tips about uh, her education experience, where she studied, how long she studied, what she studied, and I am going to try to figure out how much her original student loan debt amount was. So when she graduated, how much money did she owe to the university? This is Tony Armiger. And I'm Crystal Critchell, and you're listening to the Why So High podcast, Free Tuition. It can be done. This is the podcast that informs you about how college tuition in America has helped contribute to the horrific $1.5 trillion in student loan debt in our country. We look at different aspects of the entire problem and provide you with all the information you need to know. 44 million Americans are burdened with an average student loan debt of over $37,000. Let's talk about it. Okay, Marian, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, tell me a little bit about uh, your college education. Where, how long, what... I studied in Hildesheim, it's in Lower Saxony, it's a small town, and I studied translation for nine semesters. Okay. I did an exchange semester in uh, Buenos Aires, and um, yeah, is there anything else you would like to know? Mm, nine semesters, what year did you graduate? How long in, two ago was it? in 2011. Okay, so... So I started in 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay, so most of it was in Germany. And uh, that's the topic of the, the show today, is why Germany has such low or no tuition cost. But we're going to find out the truth about that. Um, and you studied in Buenos Aires? For one semester, yes. And was that with the German university? Yes, they were cooperating and um, it was basically an exchange. But just there were no not so many uh, Argentinians coming to Germany, mm -hmm. um, but we went there regularly. Okay. I'm going to guess, did you take out student loans to also pay for your rent or cost, cost of living while studying? No. No. Okay. Did you take out student loans while you were in Buenos Aires? No. Oh, no. Okay. Then I'm going to go really low and say like a thousand euros or something. No. <laughs> no. Is it higher? No. Is it lower? Yes. Is it zero? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh so you didn't even have any, um, what's known in Germany, we'll talk about in a bit, uh, BAFEC. No, I didn't. The student loans from uh, the, the state. Ah, how, how'd you do that? Thanks to my parents and um, working while studying, it was possible. And um, I wasn't qualified to receive BAFEC. Because my, um, first of all, my parents didn't want to show like all their earnings and savings, which you have to if you want to apply for the support. And um, oh, so they're required to, sh I didn't know that. So the parents of the student are required to show how much they earn. Yes. You have to basically strip naked and show them everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they didn't want to. And um, I also think that we, that I might have not gotten it anyway. Yeah. So um, I didn't even try to apply. Yeah. Well, cool. Congratulations. That's really nice that, that you can have that fresh, clean start once you, once you graduate. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very glad. 
Um, yeah, let's let's go get into the show today. Marin, thanks uh, for being on the show again. Uh, we really appreciate it. Your German perspective is very important to <laughs> us. Um, and I think it's very important for a lot of Americans who haven't traveled outside of the country to know how another system is with regards to higher education. So my first question for you is basically, how does the education system in general work in Germany? So primary education, secondary education, going up to higher education. How do you, how are you guys, how do you guys split up primary education exactly? So um, you basically start with the um, primary school, the Grundschule, it's four years and you start at the age of six. And after that, the teacher decides if you um, can go to a, um, it's now called Stadtteilschule, especially here in Hamburg, or Gymnasium. The Gymnasium is the, yeah, I don't want to say better one, but um, it's longer and you specify a bit more and um, the level is a bit higher. So um, when I was in school, there was also the differentiation of the Stadtteilschule and it, it it was called Realschule or Hauptschule, um, but I don't think it exists anymore. They put them all together. Mm-hmm. So um, if you go to Gymnasium, then you can finish school um, after 13 years. Well, 13 years minus those four. And uh, you have the um, Abschluss, which is called Abitur. The, the which, which is the graduation, I guess? Right? The graduation, okay. sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Abitur, you can just enter any university you like. Okay, so if you go to one of the other schools, not gymnasium, which I guess is your, I guess, your full high school, if you don't go to gymnasium, then you can't qualify for university? Um, Not for a university, but we also have like um, higher education schools. Um, They are called uh, Fachhochschule. You can also study there when you don't have the Abitur. Um, It's more um, practical. Um, it's also possible, you, but you cannot go to a university. So in order to go to university, you need to go to gymnasium. Yes, and okay. you need to have the Abitur. So how, how do parents, I mean, how do, how do schools decide on whether or not you can go to gymnasium? Um, on your grades, how you do either after fourth grade or even though, I don't know, I mean, you're still a child in fourth yeah. grade. <laughs> it's, and it's a young age to decide which your, your career path. True, yeah. yeah. So you can go to um, the other school too. And then after 10th grade, decide, oh, I just want to keep going. And I really wa- know what I want to do now. I would like to go to university. So I'm switching and keep going for three more years at a gymnasium. Okay, okay. I just want to make a point here because I found out about the system when I came to Germany for the first time. And for me, I was kind of appalled, I have to say, about it because I thought the kids who don't go to gymnasium, they don't have the opportunity to go to university and that's, they're taking the freedom away from the kids and they don't have any say in it. But they, I mean, I know the parents and the children actually, they meet with the teachers and they do have a say in it ultimately. But um, now I realize, okay, in the U.S., we make sure that everybody goes to high school and they graduate and then they go to university if they, if they can the thing is, it's over flooding the market, in my opinion, and like demand is skyrocketing because everybody is going to university in the U.S. You know, it's like the the next, it's the new high school to diploma. Bachelor is a new high school diploma in Germany. They really, I feel like they separate it and and they find people who can work in maybe 
um, the the blue collar industry, people who can go on to study at university, people who can work as a technician in an emergency room, things like that. I think that's that's actually good ultimately. So oh, I just like to add to that. This is, it opens up broader questions and about the whole structure. And uh, Tony, you and I know a bit more about it than most Americans because we live here in Germany. But I also feel that. People are more apt to not go to college because the other professions are well-paid, respected, job security. That going to college isn't the only option to job security. That, um, yeah, I know that labor workers here in Germany are, are quite respected. They also have to go to school for a long time, actually. It doesn't mean you don't go to school for a long time. You just don't go to university. Um, yeah, but so then... You get to university, and that's where we focus. That's what our show is about, paying for it. And um, yeah, so you've got the Abitur, as it's called, right? Yes. And then you get into university. What does tuition look like at these German universities? Would you ever decide on which university you go to based on the tuition, how much it costs? Um, well, when I started, um, I didn't, and it was all the same back then. It was basically um, 500 euro per semester mm -hmm. plus um, some more fees of about 200 euro um, that applied from the university and those fees were um, to cover, for example, the bus ticket or some, I don't know, just administration fees and yeah. some other things. Yeah. 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 Admin fees, we have to pay a lot of <laughs> as well in the US, but um, those are admin fees. But you did have tuition then. It was about 500 euros. So it, was, it wasn't free. No, I um, had the luck <laughs> to start university when they just introduced those, um, those costs, those fees. Ah. So I started in 2006 and the winter, um, the winter semester of 2006 was the first semester where they introduced. So all the newbies had to pay um, those 500 euros and it was quite a um, change because it used to be for free before oh so it went from zero to 500 there's nothing in between no so well you, you had um, those 200 euro before but um, plus those 500 it was a huge um, change and all the students were like why and why now and why me what does it affect me now so um, I started and I started paying for my whole um, time at the university and when I uh, graduated um, during the whole time I, I studied there were demonstrations because people didn't want to just live with it mm. especially because nobody could really tell us what they're going to do with the money and we didn't really feel that we have any um, extras or like special treatment or whatever you didn't get anything more than the people before no who didn't pay I get I got a um, a printout card for free, which was like ten euro, <laughs> five hundred euro. It was gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so that was all just. Um, it seemed so waste, such a waste because we didn't know where the money goes, and um, yeah, when I stopped, I found out that um, in two thousand fourteen. A few years after I, I graduated, they even um, decided to cancel those fees and not to charge them anymore. So I basically um, had the luck to study during the full period where student student loans applied. And in the end, I don't know if I had any extras or anybody had. You poor thing. It started <laughs> when you started and it ended when you graduated. It was kind of annoying. That's terrible luck. But 
the fact that it ended within such a short period is speaks volumes. So the protest actually had an effect yeah. on the students asking where... Because in the U.S., tuition rates increase steadily and yeah, quite steeply as well. And I can't imagine all the university students asking where that money goes to. That's a problem in the U.S. because it's so normal that tuition increases between 3 and 6% annually. Wow. You know, and that's been happening over the last 20 years. And people just assume, hey, a lot of, pe- a lot of students don't even realize that that's what the... I don't know if it's the board of trustees or, the, you know, the the decision, the decision makers at the top of the universities. They're the ones who sit around the round table and decide this. And a lot of the students don't even know it. Hmm. You know, uh, my tuition, for instance, I think Washington College tuition in total was, I think, 48000 uh, when I started. Per year. Per year. And then it went up. When I graduated, I realized, oh, wow, uh, it's now like 53000 you know, so in Germany, they actually stood up and you're one of those people, you know, during that period of time that stood up and protested because you were experiencing that. In the U.S., we're just quiet. We're just kind of, oh, this is, this is the norm. Did you, did you protest? Yeah, I did. We went to several demonstrations in Hanover and in Hildesheim even. Um, people camped on the campus um, at Hild- in Hildesheim, which was kind of extreme i'd say I, I wasn't up for that but i i always like went to the demonstrations on the streets and um tried to make something happen and yeah. i think like something ha- must have happened and so yeah that was a good thing would you say they were big the demonstrations the size um kind of yeah, yeah. We, yeah. they were definitely noticed it was in the news and in the papers okay. the next day yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and to our credit, Tony, or to our credit, to, to American students' credit, uh, I think my opinion is that they would actually go to the streets and demonstrate if it went from zero to 500. Yeah. So we've got the the burden of this subtle, where you notice it if you really check, um, a few thousand, you know, when you're already paying 48,000, what's 50,000? Yeah. yeah. But to go from zero to 500, you can really feel it right away. I feel like that's it's almost good they did it like that, you know, because if they just did 50 euros each semester, true, the people might not have reacted so so bluntly and so on such a large scale. So mm. like, oh, it's just 50 euros. Oh, it's just 100 euros. Yeah. And 500 euros is a lot for a student with no income. It's a thousand a year. Yeah, exactly. And if your parents don't make any extra money and can barely um, afford your rent or your um, your food yeah. um, then it's hard to to just finance yourself I mean yeah. you can of course you can but um, why should we pay now if it was for free all the years before yeah. exactly yeah. exactly I think that's what's really interesting is when my father and when my mother went to university they well my father or both of them went to private universities and it actually cost them back then or for my father at least $700 per semester and that was back in 70, in the late 70s and now that same college Loyola is around 50,000 yeah, it know? needs to stop at some it, point it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and that's the thing back then it, it really is relative because it outpaced inflation until now mm-hmm. so a lot of people say hey I went to school I paid off my student my student loans or I paid the tuition up front and I worked three jobs or whatever when I studied but it, it was different it was definitely different so what you guys did was actually stopped 
when I came over the first time, everybody, a lot of people were like, oh, well, 500 euros isn't really that much in comparison to $50,000 for a year or for a, sem for a semester or for a year at school uh, at university. But it actually builds up to that. So mm -hmm. you have to take action. So it's possible. And that's what I want to really reiterate to a lot of the listeners that you guys should stand up and fight the system. <laughs> You the know. problem was also that, um, as I said, we couldn't see any um, anything that the money that we pay benefits us. Yep. Um, we were sitting in these overcrowded uh, rooms in the seminars and they were, we couldn't even sit on chairs because there were so many people in the small rooms. So we asked the, um, the teacher if he could, why doesn't he split it up into two groups mm -hmm. and then we just, uh, the one group comes on Tuesday, the other one on Thursday or whatever. Um, but it's not it, he couldn't and they the um, they couldn't even employ another person because then they also had to admit more students yeah and then that wouldn't save the problem so for the money um, that they get to employ another teacher they also had to to admit more students mm -hmm. yeah. and then it's just there was this this impossibility of using the money for a sensible um, task. Mm -hmm. So they didn't. And then that's why after a semester or two, we were starting to ask, what do you do with the money? And they couldn't tell us. It was just sitting there on some bank account. I mean, account. it's so cool that you guys just say, like, what happens to that 500 euros? Or what's happening with the money we give you? Yeah. Where's it going? And, and of course, whenever something was renewed or changed, we were making jokes about it that, oh, that was paid from our money. <laughs> For example, <laughs> we um, the the campus had a like a muddy path over the over the campus and they changed that and um, made it like a brick path yeah so we were like joking ha 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 this is our money that's lying on the floor there it wasn't of course it wasn't yeah. it was yeah. not yeah, of course yeah, but yeah. um to, just to look for some place yeah. where the money went like it has to be this sign <laughs> or yeah. this one thing yeah at least you could reach the, your education and not go through the mud <laughs> so it's important. It's, important. <laughs> it's symbolic, the mud, trudging through the mud and then walking on a paved or a brick stone. Yeah, but that's that's really great that the the results were so clear. And is it free today? Yes. Okay. It so is free. Tuition is free. Yes. Wow. It's just incredible. So um, the argument at, in the U.S. at the moment is, well, it's not possible. Who's going to pay for the education? So who pays for it? Um, so it splits up into three groups. Mm -hmm. um, the major group is um, the state itself. So, for example, I studied in Lower Saxony, so that state um, paid around eighty percent. And um, another uh, another point is that ten percent came from Germany, the country itself. And um, another very small part is also um, private funds or sponsoring. Some donations. Donations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's paid for by you said this the this the state, the actual province, the federal government and private. So do people actually have to take out student loans at all? I don't know anyone who who took out a student loan to be honest. Um there were several I knew who um received BAFAC, um, but they didn't go to a bank or um, any other... Loan provider. Right, yeah. So what is BAFOG? Can you explain it to us? Yeah, um, BAFOG is um, if you would like to study and you don't have the money to pay those student loans, 
on for now it's only those administration fees um, or if you need to um, you need also need to pay rent sometimes if you move to a different city to study so you can apply for BAföG and you have to show them um, all your savings and your parents savings and what they earn every month what the salary is everything if you own a house or an apartment mm -hmm. or anything And then they calculate if you deserve to receive BAföG or if you could actually pay for your studies by yourself. And um, yeah, so it depends on how much savings you have, how much you receive per month. I think it's around 300 euro per month, something like that. It, it, it varies. Yeah, yeah. There's no one flat, yeah. I imagine. And um, when you finish in the normal time... For example, your studies are supposed to take um, three years and you finish in time. Then you um, have to pay back after five years after graduating. You have to start paying back half of it and maximum 10,000 euro. Oh, so if you have over 10,000 euro, if you have a 12,000 euro debt, you only have to pay 10. Right. Yeah. Or do you mean do you mean you have to pay, if you have twelve thousand uh, euros in debt, then you have to pay only half of it? Yeah, right? you have to pay half of it. Yeah. Okay. And but if you, um, for example, if it was, um, for example, medical studies take longer. Yeah. So it sums up, and then the the amount that you have to pay the how do you say it, the most mm -hmm. is yeah, the yeah, top the top amount you have to pay is ten thousand euro. So if you if you took out let's just say twenty two thousand from Bafug, right? Um, then normally you would have to pay eleven thousand, right? Because it's half of the twenty two thousand that you took out. But because Mac the maximum uh, payback or that you have to pay back as the borrower is ten thousand, you would have basically a thousand a thousand euros that you don't have to pay back that would have been normal. Yeah. So only ten thousand. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it, does interest accrue? No, no, it does not. <laughs> so nobody, it doesn't matter who you are, how long you studied, is starting off with a handicap bigger than 10,000 euros. Mm -hmm. Especially yes. if, uh, except if you um, studied way too long. Then right. um, they at some point they cancel the BAföG and say it takes you too long, you're just abusing the system, yeah. um, okay. you don't get any more money. Plus, you have to pee. You have to pay. You have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I might be. <laughs> you have to pay um, fees um, for long-term studying, basically. Oh that's, well, I mean, but that's that's reasonable because um, student for life, man. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> study. I mean, so there would be a lot of people who would take advantage of it. <laughs> so it's good that they have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I. And I also like the fact that it's somewhat regulated, that they, they look at your family's income and that they, they look at the bigger picture before approving a loan. Whereas in the United States, I feel that they're quite, as long as you have a co-signer and they're private, they're not government, they're really quick to give an 18-year-old $80,000 hmm. Yeah, that they will have to pay off in full plus some. Yep. <laughs> with the BAföG it can be seen um, different like the opposite because sometimes you don't get money because your your parents might have a house and two cars and maybe another house yeah. but they don't actually earn that much every month maybe they inherit it yeah. um, so your parents still cannot afford you and then you don't get any money so it's kind of like it's not a perfect system no yeah. Yeah. but the fact that the majority have access to it 
in general and that they don't have to pay tuition so like you like you did you could work i mean you could it's not ideal but you could afford it on top of paying for your own bills Mm -hmm. if you wanted to to work a side job while going to university yeah yeah i'm okay i this is one of the words that I love to use, and I don't use it that often, so I'm happy to use it now. I'm flabbergasted. You say flabbergasted all the time. Do I? I love that word. I really do. Um, no, I mean, really, taking out that amount of money, taking out uh, 20,000 euros worth of loans and only having to pay back half of it, and there's no interest rate. I mean, I, I, that's just crazy. You know, That's something that is so foreign to us. Uh, we were just talking last week about the Federal Reserve and the interest rates. Um, every time the Federal Reserve increases its interest rates, the loan providers that use the Federal Reserve interest rate system as a benchmark, their interest rates on the student loans will go up. And that actually happened to mine many times. I would be so happy if it didn't accrue all the time. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I took out $98,000 to study. And it went up when I started paying it back five years later. It was already up to one hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Wow. You know, if I had if I had Bafog, for instance, I actually, I yeah, I would have. I, I would be nearly. I would have another thirty thousand dollars to pay off, and that's it. You know, as of now, and that would that means I would have paid off my student loans within five years. So it's a lot, but it, it's not accruing at least. Hmm. Maybe the so. Bafog system would be different um, with these high uh, fees in the U.S. Because that's yep. quite a, a sum there. It is. Big time. Big time. And I know the government wouldn't uh, pitch out. We just have a different system. This this is also something important to touch um, upon is that Germany is a social market system. So that's that's why a lot of people pay a little bit more in taxes. Okay, maybe double compared to the U.S. Um, but they see it. They get it back in return through forms of education, public transportation, for instance. So uh, for some people who associate social with communism, that's that's not like it's not that's not the case. Um, I I would say it's better if the the state was would able would be able to pitch in a little bit in that sense. So and we're not saying that we always reiterate this that in the U.S. tuition shouldn't be free. It's a different system. We acknowledge that, but it shouldn't be as ridiculous as it is right now. Yeah, so. it should be affordable. You should be able to afford it no matter who you are, and it should be to scale. Going back to the U.S. example, we actually have. You just mentioned your parents, so actually we could make it without you know using without changing our entire system and structure and tax taxation system. The money exists to fund the universities. Definitely. Yeah, we're not a poor country. We just talked about how great the economy is doing. So. Yep. How about the quality of schools? Would you say that somebody is hesitant to go to a public university because it's free and lower quality? Or how would you rank the German university system? Well, compared to private schools, for example, we also have private schools and the the costs, the fees are um, a lot higher there, of course. Mm-hmm. If you compare state universities with private school, it's more... The state universities have a better reputation, to be honest, because it is said that, oh, yeah, it's private, so you get in anyway as long as you can pay it. Yeah. And um, on the other hand, you don't get in um, state universities as easily. Um, it depends on the subject. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes for example um, medical stuff or law is uh, very hard to get into you need very good grades but on the if you want to study at a private school you just pay and then you're there yeah. so people tend to um, prefer state universities yeah so the 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 school with the better reputation or higher quality of education is the free one yeah, you yeah. Can, i think i cannot really generalize because i don't know all of them but that's what i um, felt like when i started yeah it's not to discredit private schools i'm sure there's excellent private schools yeah. in germany also but um i'm asking to highlight more the fact that it isn't sacrificing something going to a public university. It no. isn't like, oh, well, it's free, so I'll take like the lesser. No, absolutely not, no. no. It's more. It's also more independent. You can live your student life more independently. You can choose your own subjects as you, as you feel like and um, just develop your personality a bit more, mm -hmm. whereas at private universities you have a strict schedule like in school. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's more like you have to re you have to rely on yourself you have to be independent in order to basically get to the point of graduation and take the degree home yeah yeah if you don't do anything you don't uh, get any you don't graduate <laughs> makes sense makes sense in intrinsic motivation well i guess it's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation in the form of a diploma yeah um so how do you guys how does germany rank with regards to education in comparison to uh, countries all around the world well i just checked um a website which is called times higher education and i found out i didn't know that but um the lmu in munich is um, the first university that appears in that ranking it's the ranking from 2018 and it appears on place 34 um and the next one is on place 41 as the munich Mun munich technical university Okay, in the world. So in the, the world. number 34 in the world is, yeah. is quite impressive. Yeah. And then, um, well, two Munich universities on the first two spots and then Heidelberg at place number 45. And these are state universities. I mean, these are universities where tuition is free. I think so. Yes, I think so. Not 100% sure. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that says a lot. Uh, you would, I, I don't know, for, for the average Joe, you'd think, okay, the state sponsors university and edu higher education then it's probably not going to be that great of quality but then you look at these numbers and you're like wow actually germany's up there yeah you don't have to sacrifice quality just because you're not paying so much you, no. you're not paying more money for a better service type of situation yeah and i think that's really clear that americans need to get out of their minds because to some degree i'm not speaking across the board and for everyone but to some degree the private schools that cost more are seen as better schools than the public schools that cost less. Like, oh, you went to that school because it cost less. The, mm. the quality must have been lower, the education quality. Oh, you went to that school because it cost more. It must be a good school. Like, we definitely equate the cost with the quality of the education. But then you would also think that um, as much as they um, ri um, rise the costs, it would also get better every year. But it's, I mean, at some point you just cannot improve anymore like because, how good can it get yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. if you're paying that much what do Germans think about the tuition system in the US I think we are all very happy that we don't have them <laughs> <laughs> it's just a scary thought to um, to think that you stop you, know, you graduate 
and you start your real life, you start working and the first thing you have to pay for or the to save up for is not, I don't know, a car or to travel or anything, but to pay off your loans. And yeah. that is just, you start working and all the money goes nowhere, basically. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a scary thought and I, I'm not sure if I would have um, studied if the rates would have been so high. Yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of people chose not to study based on tuition costs. I can totally understand that. Yeah. I you know, I sometimes feel smacked in the face by my university at home because I studied abroad in Germany where the university was free when I studied. And I had to, I had to pay for that semester twenty five thousand dollars. Because you were still um affiliated uh-huh. with my home college. So it's crazy. It's really just because they set it up, I guess. Um, that's a part of the partnership. So what happened to the money? Uh, I think we built a new stadium, a new sports stadium, if I'm not mistaken. But I was able to use it one year. So oh well, at least I, I just get, got the print card. <laughs> Gold. Yeah. Print card. Well, you only paid five hundred. <laughs> True. 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 Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been really informative and uh, inspiring a bit to to myself and hopefully to the listeners that, of course, Germany doesn't have to be our example of what the U.S. has to be, but an example of the possibility that you can ha- grant higher education at a higher quality with lower cost, if no cost, and uh, more people can have access to it as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're and, welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. Appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> so here's your homework for next week. Um, yeah, if you're German, get in touch. Tell us about your story, your 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 higher education story in Germany, or did you study in the U.S.? Uh, did you have to take out loans? Tell us about it. If you're someone from another country as well, maybe you have a different experience uh, from your home country. Send it to us. Let us know. We want to hear your story. Thanks for listening. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited by me, Crystal Critchell, and my co-host, Tony Armiger, in Hamburg, Germany. Design support was done by Sarah Roloff, and a special thank you to our dear friend, Marian Bayer. Find out how to get involved and take action on our website at whysohigh.org.